Top former energy official claims an attack on an American power grid was terrorism. The attack was the most significant incident of domestic terrorism involving the grid that has ever occurred in the U.S. This will be the next 9-11. No. This will be the next Pearl Harbor. We live in this modern technological world. We take a lot of things for granted. You get up in the morning, your alarm clock works, you turn on the lights, your heater, your coffee maker. We're all attuned to electricity. But what would happen if that electricity, when you went to flip the switch, did not turn on? And that's the subject. Joining me on the program today is David Tice. He's producer of a new documentary, Grid Down, Power Up. David, let's talk about the grid itself. You know, here in California, we have power outs. You're seeing them more often on the East Coast. So these are things that are occurring on a more frequent basis. But there's an underlying problem that most people are not aware of is that our grid is not that secure. Let's begin. All right. So that's exactly true, Jim. And people are so used to opening our refrigerator, keeps our food cold. But if the power grid goes out for an extended period of time, it could literally kill 90% of American citizens. Now that statistic prediction came from the EMP Commission, which was a commission mandated by U.S. Congress that included the smartest experts in the world about electromagnetic pulse. And they found that we would essentially turn into zombie apocalypse without the zombies in terms of people killing each other, people dying of starvation, people dying from lack of water, and then diseases breaking out because our wastewater system would not be working. So it's horrific. And most people don't realize, you know, we've gone to this digital world. Everything runs on computers in the cloud. That includes your water, that includes, you know, pulling into a gas pump. All of that runs on electronics. And in your documentary, you talked about something I didn't know. But let's talk about weather first. And that's something called a solar flare. And I think, David, it was 1859. There was a solar flare and it wiped out all the telegraph literally wiped out the entire telegraph system had to be rebuilt. So it's not just like an EMP attack. We could have a solar flare. They're expecting, I, I forget what, something big, this, a solar eclipse coming this year. So let's talk about that for a moment and what impact that would have and how are we prepared for this? Because I don't think we are. So this is called a natural EMP and it's actually a GMD, geomagnetic disturbance. But And you mentioned 1859 when the last massive GMD was. And the astrophysicists report that these massive storms occur about every 100 years. And so we are essentially overdue for another one. There's a 100% probability that we will have another one that will coincide with the Earth's orbit. And and in fact, Dennis Quaid was just interviewed by Tucker Carlson, and he talked at some length about that. And so I would urge your viewers to go there. And our utilities have not protected against that eventuality, but 
It's not really that expensive because there's something called Zero Ground Blockers. And then another company based out of Houston, Centerpoint Energy, has started to install a module system to protect against GMD and EMP. And they've approved at the board level to put it into all 1,200 or 100% of their substations. You know, one of the problems that you deal with in your documentary is when it comes to government, you know, there's basically two answers. One is, it's not my problem. I don't want to deal with it till it becomes a crisis. Then the crisis hits. And the second solution is to throw a whole bunch of money at it. But here's the problem that you address. And maybe we can get a little technical here, but most people don't realize there's these things called transformers. And these transformers take this raw energy and turn it into power and distribute it and it takes 18 months to two years to get one of these, number one. Number two, we're not making them. And number three, even more stupid, is we're buying them from the Chinese. So explain the risk of that. And I want to give an example, David, a real-life example that we discovered here in San Diego. This was about, oh, four or five years ago, there was a transformer that went out at the border between Arizona and California. And for four hours, the entire city, I mean, everything was dark. It was a blackout. And I'd never experienced, you know, we've had power outs, but you could see lights on someplace else. But the entire San Diego County, the entire city was dark. And that's what happens when these transformers go out. So I'll go over some of that slowly. So we have 55,000 substations, which essentially are, you know, the basis of our distribution system. And inside these substations are both massive high voltage transformers and then a number of smaller ones. But what you're talking about is these massive high voltage transformers weigh hundreds of tons each. And those are... we manufacture a few of those in the States, but most of those are made in South Korea and Germany. Now, they're also manufactured in China. We have probably two or 300 inside the United States that we've purchased from China. It's not a huge percentage, but it is still way too many because they are subject to potential Trojan horses and malware. We ended up sending a lot of our spare transformers to the Ukraine because Russia has gone after critical civilian infrastructure in the Ukraine. And now for these high voltage transformers, the waiting period could be four to six years. And in fact, if we go to the zombie apocalypse without zombies, it's likely to be even longer than that because we will essentially go back to the 1800s in terms of life existing. And therefore, you know, these transformer manufacturer employees are going to be trying to keep their families alive and looking for food and not manufacturing transformers. Now, most people don't realize, I think there's been over 700 attacks on the grid, either side 
cyber attacks. I know I think we had one in California where some guy was shooting up something and that never got reported. Speak to that because these systems are constantly under attack, especially cyber attacks. We hear about this all the time where they've gotten into social security, they've gotten into banking systems, they've gotten into companies. They're doing the same thing with the grid. Okay. So we just talked about EMP and GMD. So our film actually talks about four major threats. And it's those two, but also physical attack and cyber attack are the other two. So there have actually been more than a thousand physical attacks on our grid over the last 10 years. And that number has accelerated recently. And there was a case outside San Francisco in Metcalf, California, that was covered by 60 Minutes recently, only in the last year. And you can actually see that report on YouTube where a number of terrorists knocked out with AR-15s a massive substation outside Silicon Valley. And power was able to be diverted and therefore the lights didn't go out for very long. But actually FERC, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, you know, reported that if as few as nine critical substations were taken out in the United States, it could cause power to go out coast to coast. Now, you mentioned cyber attacks. Let's talk about that for a second. So recently, the movie, Julia Roberts' movie that's just been on Netflix, Leave the World Behind, that was executive produced by Barack and Michelle Obama, talked about some of the impact of cyber attacks, a comprehensive cyber attack, and that's certainly worth viewing. But Jennifer Granholm, who's the current Secretary of Energy under Joe Biden, was asked on a Sunday morning talk show about the potential for the grid going down. And she admitted that our adversaries are likely in our grid right now and could potentially shut it down. And, you know, let's talk about EMP, electronic magnetic pulse. And when we think of war, whether it's a economic war, trade war, whatever it is, but even what a war might look like in the future, you could explode a nuclear weapon in space over an area of the United States. And that would be an EMP that could basically wipe out part of the grid or all of it. Exactly. And that's one of the four threats we mentioned in the film. And in fact, we have General John Hyten, you know, giving a speech. He was the prior vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And he relates how significant and real the threat of an EMP is and how it will knock out power across the country. And he relates to how we have protected our military, our command control systems, our missile systems, but our critical civilian infrastructure, we have not protected it. And he says in that speech, we really ought to do something about that. Well, that's what this documentary is about, it to wake up mama bears and soccer dads and everyone across the country. And we have a facility by which you can go to our website and put in your home address and you will find a pre-written letter to your legislators, regulators, and boards of directors of your major electrical companies and have letters written and there's a facility to make phone calls to these decision makers and tell them that we need to better protect 
our power grid. And David, as you mentioned, it's not really that expensive to do it. Why, for example, have utilities not taken that step? Because if you're a utility and your grid goes down like an EMP attack, what happens to your business? You would think they would take precautions as the military has to protect their power systems. It's very, very frustrating. And the utilities do a great job in keeping the lights on. But frankly, they They've let us down in terms of forward thinking for these unusual events. And there's a little bit of a tendency not on my watch, and they feel like it's more of a military issue. They would rather think about warming up our pizza oven. They're worried about keeping their rates down because they're under pressure from consumer advocacy groups to keep their rates down. And therefore, they feel like it's not likely to happen. And therefore, we've got to wake them up with an extreme movement, almost of the scale of Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, where we have ticked off consumers, write, make phone calls, tell them we don't care if our rates go up a little bit, because to your point, it isn't that expensive. For GMD, we think it's no more than $5 billion or so for the entire country. For electromagnetic pulse attack, it's probably closer to the $50 billion level, but it is something that needs to be done. And our movie is converted into a movement, but we need to convert some of your viewers to grid warriors and work with us and write these letters, make these phone calls, and then send the link to our movie, which is going to be available on YouTube. Send that link to your friends and family, send it to 50 people. And therefore, we can wake up these regulators and legislators and boards of directors of utilities because there's a company in Houston, Texas that is protecting, you know, their whole system. You know, the thing that really strikes me about this is we're talking about, David, this green transition. So, you know, they want to get rid of, in my own state of California, by 2035, you're not going to be able to buy a gasoline engine. What does that mean? You're going to be driving an EV. You're going to be charging that EV. We're talking about AI. We're talking about this massive movement to the cloud, and it absorbs and uses an enormous amount of energy. So electricity is becoming even more important in this transition we're ready to do, but we're not doing anything to either protect or expand the grid. So have you had any contact with politicians that say, hey, we hear you, we know this is a problem and we're working on it, or is it basically uh, crickets? Some politicians are interested. We are hosting an event on Capitol Hill where we're bringing Dennis Quaid in to help open doors. And there are Senator Ron Johnson, Dan Bishop from North Carolina, Pete Sessions. There's a number of great statesmen that are worried about this. Frankly, a lot of the heavy lifting has been done with bills that have passed Congress, such as CIPA, the Critical Infrastructure Protection Act that Ron Johnson and Trent Franks passed in about 2016. Donald Trump did some good things with a executive order that was later codified into law into the 2020 National Defense Authorization Act. But 
A lot of these actions that need to be taken have died inside the agencies or inside the regulators. So what we're arguing for is there needs to be a Manhattan Project, which was talked about in the recent film Oppenheimer. And we need a grid czar. We need one powerful individual played by Matt Damon, where he played General Leslie Groves, to be able to break down doors and break down obstacles. You made the point about how big the grid needs to be. Elon Musk is saying that it needs to be three times bigger. Here we have a grid that was mostly built 70 years ago. We need the best scientists to figure out going forward, you know, what the right generation capability needs to be deployed. We need to utilize more nuclear We need to utilize SMRs, small modular reactors. We need to utilize new technology. Hydrogen is coming. And therefore, this is a massive project. And that's why we need citizen outreach, citizens to get ticked off, citizens to be talking about this in their carpool line and around breakfast tables. And let's make this happen. Yeah, because you're starting to see, I mean, I've been dealing with power outs in California since the 90s. I can remember one day we had a power out that lasted half a day. It was an important day because the Fed was meeting. We wanted to know where they raising interest rates. I think this was in 1999. And David, I had to go out in my parking lot and turn on my radio to find out what the Fed was going to do. This happens in California a lot. Summer of 2022, heat wave hits. The governor says, don't charge your EVs from nine o'clock to nine o'clock from nine in the morning to nine at night because we don't have the power to do this. So here we are, which this ought to hit every citizen. We are mandating that we're moving to this world where we're going to be driving electric cars. We're moving to a world of AI, which absorbs and uses an enormous amounts of energy. And as Elon Musk says, how are we going to power this if we're not looking and focusing on the grid making it more dependable, more stable, and enlarging the size to accommodate these demands that we're going to be placing on the system. So let's talk about that at the short-term power outage issue, Jim. So you're right. The one or two day outage is so frustrating and it lets us realize how important electrical power is. But actually, it gives us a little bit of complacency because it always comes back. And so what we're talking about in Texas Snowmageddon, which is one of the worst power outages we had, killed about 250 people. However, we're talking about something If power goes out for an extended period of time and it goes out nationwide, then there's two exponential factors there. One, the duration of that power outage makes it exponentially greater. And the fact that it's nationwide means there's no cavalry available to come to our aid. Therefore, we're talking about 250 million people. So that's a million times bigger than what we experienced in Texas. And therefore, the most number of people we've ever lost in the United States was 12,000, you know, in Galveston you know, in 1910 or so. So we're talking about something massive that people cannot even fathom. Yeah, you're talking about, you think about everything we buy. I don't care if it's a department store or the grocery store. It got there by a truck. Merchandise gets there by train. What happens when the trucks 
The gas stations don't work because they're digitized the way the systems work. So your trucks aren't delivering food to the stores. You're not getting stuff, critical things. And if you live in a, you know, I'm lucky I live in California, so we don't have extreme temperatures. But imagine what happens if you're in Buffalo, New York in the middle of winter and this goes out or you're in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's 118 degrees outside and the air conditioning doesn't work. I mean, you're talking about something very serious here. This is extraordinarily serious. And I hope your viewers will watch the movie and go to our website at griddownpowerup.com where you can write letters and make phone calls to your legislators, regulators, and recognize that this is very, very fixable. There is a utility I just mentioned earlier, Centerpoint Energy, that is installing modules inside their substations, all 1,200 or 100% to be able, and it's been approved by regulators, the Texas PUC, so it'll be in the rate base. There's no reason we can't start preparation. And frankly, we are on the cusp, in my opinion, of World War III with three current or incoming theaters of war with Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran against Israel and the United States. We have the potential for China attacking Taiwan and then Russia, you know, attacking Ukraine. And here we've had these open borders, you know, for the last three years where we've had all these Chinese as well as Arab potential sleeper cells coming into the country. This is truly a scary time and we need to think about how we can protect ourselves right now. Yeah, it's amazing because even the FBI has alerted the possibility for increased terrorism as a result of what they're seeing crossing the border. I'm trying to think what the number is of the number of terrorists that they've caught. And these are the ones that they've caught. Let me ask you this, David, how did you get involved in this? What brought you to create this film, which kudos to you. It's very, very well done. You've got top-notch experts from generals to scientists involved in this. What made you look into this? It was because of what happened to your own state of Texas. I mean, that was serious. What did you guys do? Lose power for almost a week and over 250 people died? Yes, it was a Three or four days, I'd say. Actually, I'd started the project before that. And there was a filmmaker who had started the project before I got there. And I'd say it was a God thing that I realized that I possessed, you know, the, the acumen and the time and the bank account to be able to move this forward. And I had fear of the bad guys coming after us and going after our critical civilian infrastructure because I had as a guest, one of the highest ranking spies who ever defected from the Soviet Union in my living room, talking about the threat of China and Russia acting together. And therefore, I'm a student of geopolitics, and I have a number of books, you know, accounting for the war plans for Russia and China and how they plan on taking out critical civilian infrastructure. And I saw the complacency in this country where we just feel like it's impossible that anything like that can happen. So I'm trying to, I set up a film company called Paul Revere Films, and then I'm trying to wake up the public as well as legislators and regulators saying that we can do something because this is highly fixable. You know, that was the positive message because I've watched both your film and then I saw the interview with Dennis Quaid with Tucker Carlson. And 
The good news about it is this isn't very complicated. It, relatively speaking, it's not going to be that expensive given the size of our economy and the complexity of the economy. It's doable and it can be done very quickly. And David, have they done anything? You mentioned that we have given a lot of our extra transformers to the Ukraine because of the war. They've blown them up. But that leaves us vulnerable, just like I've got military friends because San Diego is a military. Four carrier battle groups are based out of here. And they're saying they're running out of missiles, they're running out of chips, and we got to depend on China for chips for the missiles. It doesn't seem like we're very smart or taking this seriously. As you mentioned, the biggest thing I see here is complacency. Oh, well, it's like the power outs you talked about. Power goes out, but then it's restored. So you think, okay, uh, I was inconvenienced for four hours or half a day or so, but it came back on. We don't think of what if it doesn't come back on. So I've got fire in my belly, obviously, about this topic. And I say I'm doing this because I realized I was a NASA grandfather. My grandkids were four, three, two, one. Houston, we have a problem. I recognize that there will be a geomagnetic disturbance knocking out the power grid sometime in the next 20 to 70 years. Well, maybe I'm lucky enough and I'll be dead, you know, if it happens 40, 50 years from now. But our grandkids are going to be alive. And therefore, we need to fix this. And therefore, everybody ought to get fired up after this interview. And your viewers are so lucky to have you as a, you know, light bulb, you know, shining light on important issues. And let's do something about this. So share this video with your friends and associates and go watch the movie and then go to the participate tab on our website at griddownpowerup.com. And you can write these letters, make these phone calls. Let's make this happen. We're America. We can do this. And I just want to point out to our listeners, we are going to have on our website as a link to this interview, we're going to have a link to David's website on the movie and then also also a link to Tucker Carlson's interview of Dennis Quaid on this movie, because this is serious, folks. You're seeing it already. You're seeing cars that aren't working because of weather, uh, electrical cars. You're seeing power outs. You've seen it in Texas. We've seen it in California. We've seen it in New York. We're seeing it elsewhere. It's becoming more frequent. So we need to take this serious. David, I want to thank you for coming on the program and sharing your wisdom with us. I love watching the film and thank God there's people like you out there doing this to alert people and all the best, my friend. Financial Sense News Hour is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be considered as a solicitation or offer to purchase or sell any securities. The investments, investment strategies, and investment philosophies discussed or presented on the News Hour each involve their own unique risk factors, which are not discussed on the show. Responses to listener inquiries are based on the personal opinions of the Financial Sense staff and do not take into account listener suitability, objectives, or risk tolerance. Financial Sense News Hour and its parent company shall not be liable for any financial losses that result from investing in any company mentioned in financial sense or arising out of the use of any material on the news hour. Be advised that you invest at your own risk.